Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I am your host, Liz Fiddler, and today we are going to talk about one of my favorite flowers that I cannot imagine not growing, and it is snapdragons. I've grown these from year one, but I have learned so much over the last four seasons, and I look back at season one, and I just, I laugh about how I grew my snapdragons. I had 15 plants. I bought 16 of them at a garden center. One of them died. Luckily, I bought a rocket mix that wasn't a dwarf variety, so they were tall. Each one had its own bamboo stake, and it was twine stringed, tied to that one stake to keep them upright, because if you don't stake them, they they won't grow upright, and you can't use them as cut flowers. But they were like the workhorse of my farm stand that very first year that I had a farm stand. I think every single bouquet had a snapdragon in them and I grew a mix and I learned what I liked and what I don't like. And they're the most productive early summer bloomers in my garden. The earliest that I have transplanted them out was May 1st. Next year, I'm going to aim for about April 20th, which is, I say that like, nervously 20th with a question mark at the end because they can tolerate a light frost. And if I get the trays and I, if I get my plugs and I decide that I have to wait, then I can just wait. It's not ideal to keep them in the trays, but it's better than them dying outside. If I had more room in my high tunnels, I would grow them inside for sure. But I just don't have the space to devote to them. And I've, I've got plenty of room outside and they do really well outside. So I don't think I need to. And the thing is, If I was going to grow them in a high tunnel, I wouldn't want to get rid of them because I always get a really nice, thick, lush, fall flush again. And so the whole point for me is my high tunnels. I want things that are going to be done blooming by, you know, late June at the latest, like ranunculus, and then I can plant something else in its place. You know, maybe it's just a zinnia or something, but I, I rotate that space and use my high tunnels really well. So I don't really want to put my snapdragons in there, but they thrive in cooler weather. So snapdragons are just a tall, linear, spiky stem, but they can be like three feet tall. It's it's insane how tall they get. So, I mean, honestly, I think I have, oh, let's see here. Each row probably has 400 plants. I think I have about 600 plants and I got, I don't know, five or 6,000 stems, I would say literally five or 6,000 stems, especially like late July. It was, I mean, at one point we had to look, you know, we added it up and we ended up doing these Barbie bundles because the Barbie movie came out and we had tons and tons of pink and white snapdragons and we were using them for subscriptions and we were using them for bouquets, but you can only put like four or five of them in a $30 market bouquet before it gets overwhelming with snapdragons. And so we just mixed, sold them as straight snapdragon bundles. So I think, you know, technically they're the same as the ones that you get in the gar- you know, the little garden varieties, but most of them that you buy from the greenhouse are compact or they are bred or genetically modified to be shorter because they're for window boxes and pots. So to get the long stemmed cutting types, then you need to grow the right ones. And like I said, somehow I got lucky and I did not have one of those types. So it is a tiny, tiny, tiny seed 
That first year I bought it from a greenhouse. The next two years I did grow it from seed in trays. And now we've talked about this, but now I buy plugs instead because of everything that I have going on with the quantity that I grow with the things that I can be doing instead in February, March, April, instead of babying seedlings, it just makes way more sense for me to buy plugs personally. But it actually is pretty easy to grow from seed. You know, there are these tiny little seeds that you have to sprinkle on, you know, you keep your soil moist. So if your soil in your your cell trays, and I think I did 72 cell trays, I had the soil, I mixed it in like a five gallon bucket, my potting mixed with some water. So the soil was moist and then I put it in the tray and then I took a tiny little like kebab skewer and got it slightly wet. And then I touched the seed seedling, you know, either a kebab skewer or toothpick or whatever, and just put one or two in the cell and then like tiny little bit of vermiculite on the top. That's all you need. And then I ended up taking saran wrap and laying it across to keep it moist. Or if you have a a plastic dome for growing, that works as well too. But for me, the saran wrap worked great. It keeps the humidity in there. And then in within like five days, five days to seven days, you're going to see the seedlings popping up. So then you remove the saran wrap And then you just keep watering it from underneath or you take a spray mister and water it that way because you do not want to pour water on top of that. And it takes forever, like 10 to 12 weeks before your last frost is when you start doing them and you just have to baby these things and try not to kill them for two and a half months. It can take six weeks for them to get an inch tall. They're hardier than you give them credit once they get a little bit bigger, you want to put a fan on them, just start like really hardening them off. You can pinch them and propagate them so that you get double the amount of plants pretty easily. So yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do, but like I said, it all just takes time. And so I have decided it's not worth it for me. I'm going to get plugs. However, I think this spring I am going to buy some rooting powder and then pinch them off when I get them in trays and then I will propagate them and get twice the amount that I paid for with the plug trays. And I can keep those alive for a couple weeks while they root before I transplant them out. Basically pinch them before I plant them. I will try to include some photos of this in my blog post. So if you are new to the podcast, every single episode has a blog post and it's sunnymarymeadow.com slash podcast. And you can go and see the written form of the episode but they are a great plant to propagate. Hey everyone, we're gonna take a quick break from this episode to talk about something else. We're gonna talk about my course that I'm launching this fall, Peddling Perishable Products. So they are essentially, if you like the episodes where I tell you how to grow the flowers, I really think you're going to like the episodes where I tell you how to sell the flowers. Ultimately, I tried creating some podcast episodes talking about how I do things and it just felt incomplete and I really want to make a difference and I want to make it easier on you and I don't want you to find out how to do things the hard way. If you want more information on how to sell your flowers and turn it into a comprehensive business, 
Click the link within this episode notes and sign up for a Calendly call. I promise it's not intimidating. It's 15 minutes. I'm going to tell you the stats on my sales. I'm going to give you information on the course. Ultimately, if at the end of the phone call, the answer is no or not yet, I promise no hard feelings. I just really, really want to help you turn your cut flower hobby into a successful business if that's what you want to do. Again, no hard feelings. Just sign up on the Calendly link. Thanks. When it comes to pinching, it's just basically breaking off above that first set of true leaves. So once, you know, you propagate them to create more, you can transplant them out when they have probably two or three sets of true leaves. I have decided to pinch last year, my 600 plugs that I got or whatever, and they had a great, great survival rate. I mean, they did fantastic. I only pinched about two thirds of them because I wanted about a third of them to bloom early. And that worked really well for having, having flowers late June. I spaced these about nine inches apart and they definitely need netting. You can find a link to the netting in the episode notes. Pinching really, really helps to get more blooms out of it and just have way more productive, you know, bang for your buck when it comes to the flowers. And so that's kind of why I do it because you get more of them, but then your stems are going to be smaller and thinner. They are really vigorous, but they have a tendency to tip over when there's, you know, stormy weather or hard rain. And so that's why that netting is what I use. Um, I will include some notes some photos of that. I have a whole episode on different ways that I do staking and netting. I'll try to link that direct episode on the episode notes of this blog so you can find it. But I use the plastic netting with like four by four or six by six squares. Varieties that I like to do are, I do a lot of rocket mix, but I'm actually going to switch to ordering more Potomac. Potomac, I think that's how you say it. Um, Potomac, mm. some of my friends that grow them say that they're just way more prolific, way more sturdy because they just get so spindly that August variety. But honestly, I think that's just part of, part of the game of snapdragons is they're great for me in my zone for about six weeks. Then we have about six weeks where they look like crap and we barely want to use them. And then now it is September 21st, and we have a whole nother flush of them. They come in some beautiful colors like pinks and salmons and bronze, bright reds, bright oranges, yellows. They almost look neon in some ways. They almost look neon purple, neon yellow, whatever that might be. And so I think that I am going to try to stick to like whites, orange, more jewel tones, and not as many of the neons because you try to think about For everything that I grow, when are they blooming? What is blooming in June? What is blooming in July? What is blooming in August? And what colors do I want those months? So for snapdragons, now that I'm using them again in the fall and they can tolerate a light frost, if I end up, you know, really trying to cover my dahlias and preserve those, what do I want from September 20th through October 10th? Yes, it's only two weeks, but I really don't have much of anything else blooming that's going to be new and get those one-off sales because my subscriptions are done. And so I want to use colors that can be mixed a little bit more, but I also think white is just always so neutral. It can be used with everything else. It looks nice in the bouquets. It adds that elegance. It looks so clean. Yeah. And I think, you know, I really, when I pick them, you do it when the bottom 
two or three flowers are open and then that way, you know, so they're about not even half open and they'll continue opening on the stem. And then honestly, they last like seven to 10 days with just water. I pick them and then I strip all of the stems off of them. And then they're a flower that we try to pick, you know, 60 or 70 of them at a time into a five gallon bucket. And then we label it with the number and then we stick that in the cooler and then we put the date on it because we try to use the oldest flowers first and rotate them out. So we have these little sticks that we use that we stick inside the cooler with the date and the quantity. That way we can just keep it organized and like always constantly rotate stuff through. But, you know, sometimes like the freshest that also takes a lot of work to constantly rotate them. So maybe like one week, okay, the new stuff is here and the old stuff is here. And then the next week, yep, the old stuff, you know, this is the new stuff and, you know, just constantly rotate it out and know like where we left off so that nothing gets waste because it takes so much planning. Yeah. So that's kind of a shorter episode on Snapdragons, but I don't know. I I would say that they definitely should be, if you are going to grow cut flowers to sell, I think that they are something that they're a lot of time. They're more labor intensive. You can start them from seed fairly reasonably. If you want to start some things by seeds, you know, once they're established, you just kind of have to water them and mist them every other day, keep the grow lights on, adjust the height. For me, the quantity that I grow, I just do not want to spend two or three hours a day all, you know, 12 weeks earlier, like I'm tired. I don't want to start earlier. I don't want to start growing flowers earlier. And I have plenty of other administrative things to work on in the off season. But I do think that they add value and they are a pretty easy, like mid-level flower to dip your toes into once you've got those direct seeded zinnias, sunflowers, cosmos. Once you have those things down, I would say snapdragons would be my next, my next challenge for you. So thank you for listening. All right, podcast listeners, I have an ask of you. Between writing these episodes, recording, editing, uploading, and the fees to even have an account, this podcast takes a lot of time, effort, and resources. I'm fortunate to have a team helping me out, but it's time to evaluate where this podcast is going and if we can continue doing this. I have had so many messages and emails letting me know that this podcast has brought some bit of joy to people's day or week and is entertaining, inspiring, or in some other day just improves their life, their drive, whatever it might be. And I want to keep this podcast focused on content that informs, entertains, and is mindful of your time. And one way to accomplish this is through direct listener support. Your support would help the show not only continue, but grow. If you look at this episode's notes, you'll find a link that talks about Sunny Mary Meadow Premium, I've set up a link where you can quickly and easily support the show and the whole thing takes about 60 seconds. We are asking for $7 a month to help continue our mission. If the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast is a part of your day or week and you love what you're doing, please visit the link and consider supporting us. As a special thank you, you will receive access to weekly bonus episodes of what we did on the farm that week. It's anywhere from a five to 15 minute episode. So think of that $7 as a high five to keep us going and creating the episodes. So it's less than $2 a week just to keep us going so we can keep doing this. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook 
at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. Sunnymarymeadow.com.